0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Service MVP Podcast. My name is Joe Cressera, America's Service Sales Coach. And I hear, I'm I here today with uh, Ben Davis from Express Services, who I had the opportunity to meet a few years ago. And uh, i tell you what, this, uh, this man uh, changed my life from a standpoint of uh, seeing somebody who's got so much heart, his family, his team, and everything he brings to the table. And I want to introduce Ben. Ben, uh, welcome to our show here today.
1: Oh, thank you,
0: thank you. Well, I'm honored uh, to be it, here. It is, uh, you know, ben has a company in Idaho called Express Services. He, uh, you know, whenever I say I give my unconditional friendship uh, to somebody, even if they don't want it, well, Ben definitely wanted it. He definitely accepted it and has uh, he expanded on that. So, Ben, uh, <clears throat> why don't you first start by telling us a little bit about you and Express Services and how uh, how you arrived on this journey? Like you said, you like these journeys. Tell us about how that journey uh, took you from where you were to where you are now.
1: Heck yeah. Uh, the journey started, you know, I, I miss the journey. I miss, I miss like day one. I always think about it as like fresh out of the box. You know, the first day that you decide to go out on your own, and start your own business. And uh, it, it within a couple of weeks, you'll get a little bit of reality check that there's no longer anybody there telling you what to do. And, uh, nobody to tell you if you're doing a good job or not. So you're kind of just on your own, but you still have that cardboard smell because you're right out of the box. Um, <laughs> a, new it, car smell.
0: a new car smell, you say, right? That, that it, kind of
1: it's thing, yeah. it's fun, man. Yeah, it's super uh-huh. fun. Um, you don't know nothing, right? And I think the coolest part about this whole trade is like you you just jump into it. And since we have survival instincts, We're going to figure things out as quick as possible and try to make a business out of what we have going. I think I hired my first employee within like two months of starting my business. So I had my very first one, you know, like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Um, It was pretty exciting. It was really, really exciting. But you're you're just trying and that's all you you can do. And some people can get up to like five hundred thousand or one point two million dollars doing this you'll talk to people all the time where they've been in the trade for 10 plus years, but they're only up to 1.2 or 1.5. And I say only kindly um, because it doesn't revenue. You shouldn't be chasing that unless you have the rest of it to put in place. But um, it's exciting. It's really exciting. Some people can take it all the way up to like 15 million or 20 million and still just be off of what they feel like. and, And they're controlling everything and they're, they're uh, part of everything that's happening in their business and they're probably depressed. They're probably not making any money, but that's what they can do right out of the box.
0: And so, I, unfortunately
1: so you, I didn't have that skill. <laughs>
0: so, so you would say that uh, whenever says says, something, how do you build a business? You would say, because mm, you did it so quickly, not by yourself, that a real business is somebody who has mm, other people to help you. Uh, when you hired your first employee, uh, it's something you did right away. It wasn't something you, like you said, "I gotta wait till I know how to do this myself." You said, "I'm gonna hire somebody right. to do it with me, and not do it, not not do it for me, or something like that." I need somebody to the uh, partnership with me. And how important is it that uh, people do take action on that? Because some people say, like, that, that's the reason why they are stuck at that five hundred thousand to a million because they're never they don't hire the first office employer, the first, the ones. Go, a good time to do that, and apparently you would say, dive right in. Go ahead and tell us more about that.
1: Well, I mean, it's just what are you capable of doing without any education, not knowing a single KPI, not knowing anything about operations. What what are what can you do? And you can just motivate people with speech, and and you know you can be a, a happy person, you can be an optimistic person, and then you hire your first employee, and you're like, okay, so at this desk and do this item right here. They probably have no no employee manual. They probably have no operations in front of them because you don't even know operations. So you you can do it as you will. And when I talk about being fresh out of the box, it's like you know the trade or you know at least some kind of process. Like a computer needs to be typed on, right? <laughs> a program needs to be open. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you really don't know anything more than that. And do you see these companies get up to that $4 million or $5 million mark and they're falling apart. There's no profit there. They're stressed out of their minds and um, they have all, maybe too many employees. You know, maybe they're doing 5 million and they have 80 employees and you're like, holy moly, that's a lot of employees for $5 million. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest to really just start at the beginning and try to put operations in effect as soon as possible. Uh, Cause you can hire 10 employees and you can run 10 employees just off of being you. But until people actually know what the goal is, what we're trying to do, what kind of KPIs we're trying to track um, and have a certain direction to actually go so they know if they're doing really good for you or are not doing so well, then you could scale so much more quicker with operations. So some kind of process, right? So got we got it. up to... million. We had no marketing budget, zero. It was so nice. Uh Um, We were paying for no coaches. Uh, We were going to no seminars. Um, We were almost all commercial. We were 80% commercial. And the thing that we had was there was 13 of us and we were really good at doing commercial service. Uh But when the times changed and we decided to go into residential, that's where you got to get really serious on those processes and uh, get a coach like you. I mean, how do we handle a residential customer? A commercial customer's easy. Lowest price wins. <laughs> right. Residential is a lot harder because now you're paying for those leads. You're, you're putting money behind each lead you get. So you better do something when that lead comes through your front door. And that's, well, I, th-
0: I think that's really good advice. I think, uh, I think when uh, I think I'd like to shift this to something that is in your superpower, because uh, I know I talked to my buddy Al Levy, who is, I talked to last week who was at this event with you, Al and Chloe. We we're all at this event together. And I talked to Al about you guys, and I talked to other people have, that have talked with you and uh, done yeah, business, that's... Tom Ho- Tom Howard and people like that that oh. know me very well too. Good good mutual friends that we all have, right? Right. Uh, but one thing that one thing I think that everybody agrees on that even though Al's got his uh, uh, you know, processes of all the uh, operation manual. I have the sales process and the in-home experience kind of a thing we're trying to provide. Uh, but one thing that both Al and I agreed on, we're saying, you know what, Ben and Chloe Davis, especially Ben leading this whole thing, uh, bring something that nobody can bring other than him. And that's what I wanna talk about now. Uh, tell us about um, how important it is to be able to express what's in your heart for your employees, for your clients and for the people you serve. Cause that seems like that to me is what separates you, Ben Davis from <laughs> other contractors. We could talk about the data cubes and KPIs. I don't want to go there on this one. I want to go to what your superpower is, which is sharing what's in your heart, because that's what everybody sees on social media. Every time they visit your shop, they see what's in your heart. Uh, and you're very, very good at expressing your motivations and uh, and what you uh, see like you're not afraid you're not afraid to drop and I love you at any moment's notice right so tell us about uh you know uh about about the, uh, the how important is it for and and tell us about number one tell us about what you want when you express to your employees and you express to your coworkers uh, how do you express what you want for them because I think that's one of the things that separates you from everybody else tell us a little bit more about how you express that
1: yeah usually when I talk to people, they're like hey do you you do you do motivational speeches or do you publicly speak and i'm like no i I would like faint if I was on a stage in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> some odd reason I can do it in front of my people all the time uh because we're just a big family, so it's pretty easy to motivate them and um continue to uh support anything that they're doing in life and uh make sure that you you're you recognize those things. I it's I don't know because, you know, stress can overtake a lot of things. So um, uh, I do present myself as a positive person, but I can go down negative roads just like anybody else. I'm definitely not um, bulletproof by no means necessary. In fact, the last 12 months, I would consider uh, most of my thoughts to be extremely negative, um, which was kind of driving me down you know, uh, a road of, of self-pity or, um, you know, even maybe even thinking about uh, what death is going to be like, because me and my wife did have had that conversation a lot. And it wasn't because I'm like perfectly healthy and thinking that, um, you know, I'm going to die. No, it was that I physically felt like I was going to die. It was hard to breathe. It was hard to walk. Um, my body lost 100 pounds and I just looked in the mirror and my eyes were sunken in and it just really made me super depressed. Um, And then I don't know if you've ever had any major surgeries before, but I had two of them right in a row and both of them took at least two to three months to heal. So in the last 12 months, I've been healing for at least seven months of those 12 months Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where, you know, it's like, oh, you can't pick up more than five pounds and you can't do this and that. Um, so it's been a tough road for me for the last 12 months, but I, I love people. I love everybody. I mean, I, I don't, we are like, if you're alive right now, then we're sharing this journey together. Um, right now, physically, it's, it's really cool. My, my spirit's alive. Uh, the power within me is still moving. Uh, the power within you is still moving. That's really cool. I mean, we could boost each other up uh we could we could help each other out uh, mentally to get through this life because this life is it's a roller coaster it's a roller coaster you know sometimes you're up and you're winning and then sometimes you're down and you're um you you know you're you're looking around and there's people helping you get up, which is really really cool. I want to see my everybody around me win and and that's not i I really truly want to see them win. And I know that I have to be a good employer to make sure that they win the right way. Like the last thing I want to do is be a bad employer and not be doing my homework, not be reading those operation manuals, not be practicing every day to be better, better, and better, and then expect you to be something else. I know that I have to put in the work for them to succeed. And if I do that and we all win together I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. And that's what I have here. I mean, I know this business is not based off of me. I don't go out there and do, you know, a 100 or 200 thousand dollars in sales a day. I don't do that. But I support the people that do do that every day for us. And uh, the guys that go out there, all the install crews that run out there and they have to install all this HVAC equipment, and new septic systems and new water lines and new sewer lines and Um, I'm here to support them, to make sure that they have everything so they can be successful.
0: And I think that's, I think that's what says it all right there. Is that I think that's what people are so impressed about is that, uh, you don't look at, uh, you know, being the owner as an egotistical, Hey, don't they know who I am kind of a thing. You're (laughs) like, you're like, what you're, what you're thinking is man, what can I do to help people, uh achieve their dream uh in my business and it's like I think that's uh what I I sense is in your heart uh every day is like uh and even when somebody's falling short you don't you don't get down on them you you're know, you still are an optimist you say hey uh, I know you can do better than this I'm I, I believe in you and I see uh, I think sometimes your your super part is to believe in people when they Don't exactly believe in themselves, and I I think, by the way, you you kind of giving yourself that own medicine too, right? That uh, you say, "Hey, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it for other people, but I'm also going to give my. I'm going to take the advice I give other people when when they're down, right? And uh, that's a unique situation you're involved with there, right? Uh, Tell me about uh, the journey in terms of. you know, if you had to say what's in your heart, if you had to say, you know, for, for contractors or people out there who are grinding it out day to day, just barely keeping them, it's a, it's a day-to-day struggle. Even when things are going good, it's like, what's going to take my money? Like, is it the government? Right. Is going to be yeah. an accident? <laughs> what's going to be the thing that's going um, yeah. to take, take our resources today? What's the, uh, so, so how do you fend up that? There's two things I noticed. One is that you're all heart and really good at telling people what you want for them. Another thing is a reality-based person that says, okay, we need to start moving action, guys. I don't see any. I don't see what the action step is going to be here. How do you balance those two things? The ability to be an effective uh, uh, production, to get production from people, uh, which is something that you're saying, we need need to take action to get production on this idea, not just talk about the idea. And then there's the other thing where you allow people to dream and you support that dream too. Uh, What do you turn one thing on and one thing off? How do you do that?
1: Well, you always allow people to dream and you always support people. I mean, there's times that you might lose a million dollars in six months. I mean, it's just the fact of life, uh, especially with how everything's moving right now. We got all the PE companies moving in. Um, you can misstep. I mean, if you're doing like $1.5 or 1, $1 million a month, if you're doing $1 million a month, it's easy to lose 200000 um, if you're doing $200,000 a month, you can lose 20,000. See, that's not that big of a deal. But when you lose 200,000, it, it starts to add up really, really, really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can allow that to affect everything else. But are, you, you got to remember, though, if you're going to dig out of this, if you're going to dig out of it, it's going to be your people helping you with shovels dig out of it. So <laughs> so the last thing you want to do is mess with that, right? To, to take these losses and then to um, attack anybody around you, um, that's what you really try to avoid. I mean, we always, it's not we're not always successful at this by no means, but take the losses and then look at your people and say, hey, you know, grab a shovel because we, we got to start digging
0: um, right now. And you start getting that, you kind of enroll their assistants. And uh, what I've noticed is that people, uh, you know, because of, because of the groundwork you've laid down in that support mechanism, when you do that, when you do that unconditional support for people's dreams, it seems like they more than more are more than willing to grab that shovel and work with you. Because uh, I know a lot of times I work at companies where it's like, hey, if I grab the shovel, how much money do i, I going to make for grabbing for grabbing yeah, that yeah. shovel? I've been there you been, know, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It's like uh, sometimes it's like yeah. that, but but with, with with everybody that not just and not just employees i'm saying other people like me and other professionals yeah who, absolutely who se- se- Mentors. Like they're, it's, it's like they're attracted to help you uh, because they see you're willing to help you're saying i think it starts with you grabbing the shovel first what would you what would you oh. go, give us a little commentary on that go ahead uh 100 percent. i mean and you 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 nailed it right there right I
1: mean, Eve, there's mentors out there that grab a shovel with us, um, which is just super cool. You, you, you're one of them. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you've always been one of them. I'm like, Joe, come on. And All of a sudden uh, Joe's in and he has a shovel in his hand and we're pushing dirt to get out of this jam. It's, it's, it's really nice, man. It really brings tears to my eyes. Most of the time when I talk about it, um, you know, it's, I was just at Tommy Mell's event and I I felt like he was grabbing a shovel. I mean, the stuff that he taught us at that event, well, I felt was higher level stuff because it's really about working on your body and your mind and your spirit and then, and then work on what else you need to work on and always self-reflect. Am I reading those manuals? You know, am I doing the things that I'm asking the people to do? I always feel guilty is if the path isn't clear for everybody, then what, what's my expectations? So when I talk to even contractors at um, like the event, we just left freedom um, home service freedom. When I talk to contractors there and they're like $5 million and they're just running for it. And they're like, I need more leads. I need more leads. And I'm like, what about process? <laughs> you know, Hey Joe, come on over here. Uh, what are you guys doing as far as your sales go? I mean, why are you eating up so many leads you have 40 leads a day or whatever you're getting. Why are you eating those up so quick when you could capitalize off of those um, and provide a better service? Like you think that it's more and more and more. And you think that when I get to 10 million or get to 15 million or get to 20 million, that's when life will change. And you're completely wrong. It, it changes right now when you when you I put think- those pieces in place.
0: Yeah, I think that's what a miscon. I think what you're bringing into light here, Brent, is really a, is clearing up a misconception for all those contractors who are from that, you know, five hundred thousand to even five up to five million. Let's say it's like, uh, <clears throat> like it seems like whenever they get to a level like one million, and then they get to three million, and then they get to five million, because they're always working on the next level, it seems like there's always the struggle, either to keep what you have or to grow what you have, right? Uh, it's, it's, uh, can you express to people for them or like let everybody know that it's okay if it seems like even when you're successful, like from the outside, people would say, look at this guy. He's a $100 million company. But I happen to know those people and I know it's a, even those people are like, it's a day-to-day struggle. To keep what they have, or not lose what they have, and then let's also say, I want to, I want to grow what I have. That's not so. So express to people that because I think some people have the misconception that once you get to a level like five million, it's like, hey, I can sit back and take it easy now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> tell us about that no. a little bit. About tell us about the the day to day grind and the struggle that uh, no matter what level you get, uh, that there's the effort never has to stop. Tell us about that a little bit. Right.
1: Well. So we can get into a mindset of chasing revenue, which revenue to me is is vanity. It really is. And I really had to break that from even my management team where, you know, oh, we didn't have a three hundred thousand dollar a week. You know, oh, we failed. And then we started looking into it. And it's like, well, did you know that Thursday has 80 hours of overtime and Friday has one hundred and sixty hours of overtime? So while you're trying to chase that revenue, you're actually killing it. You're crushing it towards the end of the week because you're throwing all of our manpower at it just to just to close it out on a Friday versus a Monday. Mm -hmm. Um, So it just stop chasing revenue as a whole. Revenue doesn't I don't care if you're three million, two million, a million. Stop chasing revenue. I need to look at my profit and loss. I need to get the percentages correct within that profit and loss. You need to get probably a coach. You need to get out there um, and figure out what that's going to be. You know, what 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 do I want my field labor to be? Um, what am I driving for? Like I drive for 20% in field labor, right? I mean, I think it's pretty much an industry standard. I think we should be trying to drive for that or less. Um, but those are the numbers that are key. So I need to work on my, my profit and loss. I need to work on a budgeted forecasted budget and I need to start sticking with that. And that's going to help me grow because I can build the bottom line. But these guys, they get all the way up to 6 million, 9 million, 10 million, and it's a wreck. And I was there. You have seen it.
0: <laughs> <I've> seen <laughs> is, it out,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you showed up during the whole thing. I mean, my life really didn't change until uh, 2020 really when all this this chaos happened
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we had to yeah, start I think, changing directions
0: yeah I remember I drove I drove up there in the spring of 2020 and, there, and there, there, I drove up through uh, western Nevada which was a scary drive of its own like wow it's spooky there's uh, everything's closed because of the pandemic and it's like it's already an isolated area and it's like it was a ghost town within the ghost town right so it's interesting yeah. uh, but you know I think that That's what you still had the foresight to say. Hey, we have an opportunity here while other people are saying, let's shut things down. You're like, no, we're going to open this up and be available to our community, right? Uh, To me, I think what I see Ben Davis, I see a series of self sacrifice so that other people uh, can achieve both employees, the community. Uh, and even the people you work with like me, uh, so tell us a little bit about what's in your heart when, what's happened to you in your, in your past or whatever that gives you so much uh, generosity to other people. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think we all have a story. Like we all grew up with something, whether, whether we were in like a super religious family or we were rich or poor, I mean, we all had a story, um. And I think it's just how we overcome that story. Mm-hmm. And we have, to, we have to realize that we're all just people, you know, we're just people. So we should support each other and, and you know, keep bad people away, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Don't let them in your life, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tell you like anybody, anytime, time. like, you bring one ounce of drama, I'm probably not gonna call you and I'm mm-hmm. gonna run. Um, keep the good ones in your life and then just support the heck out of them. Just push them forward. Like you've, you've never done before. Why not? Like when, when we pass, we want to be remembered as a good person. We want to be remembered as somebody that hopefully changed somebody's life. When we teach plumbers how to plumb, when we take a 22 year old and we take them through our program and we launch them out in the field. I mean, they get their little certificate and they're, they're so excited uh, and it's so awesome to watch them go out there and and be successful, you know, drive forward within a career, whether they work for me for 20 years or not. Um, even if they do leave me, I see them go to other companies and I'm like, that's really cool. They're still going forward within the career that we helped create. So just get satisfaction. I think there's a reason why people are teachers. I just mm-hmm. I feel like it's fulfilling. I feel like um, it brings you. You know to, to another level i mean you can have all the money you can buy all the toys and and you know i i had a garage full of dead batteries at one point in time too <laughs> you know more stuff than i could drive yeah um yeah. but it, it, it's not about that you know
0: yeah I, I think i think one thing is like you also have no shame and having, and when you do have resources, uh, you have no shame in and ha- having fun like a little kid. So, like a device, like hey, let's get a balloon, or hey, let's get in, <laughs> yeah. let's get in my, let's get in my uh, car and do uh, burnouts on the road. And uh, yeah. Joe, get in there and do it with me. We had, you had Tom <laughs> Howard, uh, uh, which is he's about as uh, unlikely of a person who would get in a car and just do yeah. art like he did. And yeah, myself too. Did. It's like it, yeah. it's funny you take these people like me and Tom. Put us in a situations like Tom, let's do a burnout, or Joe, go, dude, <laughs> <laughs> and I do it. And you say that's the or Sarah. I wanted to see, uh, yeah, uh, the real joke, the real Joker, Sarah, who's having fun like a child, right? Uh, really cool. Tell us about how, how talk about that part of it. Tell us about how uh, having fun, and when you run this kind of a business, there's so many. Ne- Negative things, the KPIs, the numbers, chasing, you said, chasing that revenue, or if you're just saying that the advice not to chase, but it's still there. The fact we got to make payroll, it makes us chase the revenue is like, yeah. a factor. Tell us how we say when you do have the resources uh tell us about your advice about uh having fun with those resources as opposed to just uh putting them in a bank and hiding them forever and they just uh there's no inspiration to that tell us more about that because that seems like uh that childlike enthusiasm that makes that that's why i think i love you so much it's like dude this guy's like a five-year-old in an adult body (laughs) and and he just wants to he just wants to get out there and have fun with shit and uh he's got the now he's got the resources like he's like a five-year-old with actual resources to have a credit card (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's giving you it's like it's like you with the, like a five-year-old with a credit card is the best way to put it I, tell I us know. about that go ahead go ahead ben well i think they <laughs> took away the credit card i think the credit oh, card that's probably better yeah. it's probably better financial move <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah they, they, they have stripped me from all access so
0: it um, good yeah, it's better
1: uh, i don't know the, so we got involved with like hot air balloons like five years ago and um we sponsored that event and we would uh we'd hang our banner on one of the balloons and uh, go to the park and we'd have some customers take a ride or we would set up a balloon and they would do tethered rides all day long, which is really cool. Uh So you have like a line of 200 people and they put their kids in the balloon and you take the balloon up like two, 300 feet and then you bring it back Uh down and you just do that all day long. And the smiles that you see on people's faces is just like unreal. I mean, it's just the kids just, like their eyes are so big because the balloon is so big yeah and i mean even like taking you and the camaro and and doing a a, a burnout you know we cooked off a whole (laughs) set of tires a whole set of tires (laughs) and when so i drove it the next day and there was like uh these uh ribbons coming out of the tires that were slapping. oh hell (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, but why not i mean it's an lz1 camaro with 700 horsepower let's go see what it's got i mean we're not gonna put it in the garage right i mean we have to go out there and see what it's got um i put tom howard behind the wheel and i I just loved it i love looking at it i love i love his facial expressions as he was going through the gears i mean it was super fun one time i got out and i'm like okay tom Do a burnout and that anyway it was it was just it's
0: fun to see that because we live this life of work yeah, you, you put, you put that, I think you like to see what's, who's, what's the, what's the real person inside that person and uh, <laughs> putting him in, putting him in situations uh, to see what they're really made of and what they really have. And so, you know, the joy, you know, try to bring out that element of joy in people. That's the thing that I think is the Ben Davis uh, difference. If I, if I said his legacy, yeah. if I had to, uh, I hope, I hope you outlive me, which I think you uh, really will, uh, but, but I hope you I do. Know. <laughs> uh, I wish, I wish that for you and your family, uh, cause you've done so much for the industry, but if you did, I know if I, if I had to give a speech about you, it would be about, uh, you know, the man who uh, makes us all uh, remember our, our inner child. And uh, it's like, it's it's nice to come over and just play with Ben today. Can, I, can Ben come out and play? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's yeah. what I get from it. You know, that's my summary of, of you as a person. Uh, yeah. And that's really great. Uh, ben, any final thoughts that you want uh, in your heart for contractors? We're going to wrap this up right now, and uh, it's been a great interview. I want to say thank you for being here, and, uh, oh, thanks. and thanks for all you've done for Service MVP, and also uh, for your family and all the people that I know in your company and your community yeah. in uh, Napa, Idaho, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but tell us a little bit about what's in your heart for contractors. What do you what do you what do you think uh, if you had to give contractors some final pieces of advice? Obviously, the don't chase the revenue part of it. Obviously, to have fun with that revenue when you got when you got so, some. I have some fun with it. What else? Tell us anything you want to tell them right now. What do you think?
1: Um, there's a lot of advice being had. You know, a really good friend of mine always tells me, There's You got too much information. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I, I got too much. You know, I, I traveled way too much. I, I received way too much. And that was Al. He's like, Man, hey, you got too much in your head. Um, and it's like contractor fog. So Mm -hmm. if we're listening to podcasts all day long and we're traveling all day long and we're doing this and we're visiting shops and we're just getting all these crazy ideas and they're just shooting in and shooting out. And uh, um, I don't know if it was Al or Ellen, but it was like, we're getting whiplash, you know, we're just, it could have been actually you, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but literally we're giving our employees whiplash. So I would suggest just to slow it down. I mean, take information if you want, but, you know, when they say pay more, pay more, pay more, don't necessarily pay more, change the way that you do that process so they can make more, make them capable of making more, don't necessarily pay more, but give Mm -hmm. them the opportunity to make more. Um, So don't go crazy with your numbers thinking that you have to pay somebody $80,000 a year or $90,000 a year just to keep them, but give them the opportunity to like joining service MVP so they can get up to that number and then you can be more proud of what you have created. Um, also, dig into your P&L, uh, create a forecasted budget as soon as possible, and create a, a great sales process. I mean, with Joe's help, we have uh, three system advisors that are super successful right now. And I would put them against almost any service MVP guy out there. I mean, I think we're within the top 80%. So I know there's guys nice. that are better at us, but... I put some of my guys. We should have a competition. You should set up a competition these days, Joe. Just okay. the best service MVP people ever get together
0: and you judge. Winner gets a week. Winner gets a week in Nampa, Idaho, with Ben and his Camaro no, and his balloon. No. <laughs> Come on, no, we got to. Go, I'll, I'll, I'll get the. He, 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 ben dreamed about us having a service MVP event, so I'm gonna get. Yeah. I'll have the service. I'll pick up the service MVP van. We'll pick you up. Drive you to Nampa, right. and you get to go in the balloon, and you get to go oh, in the no. Camaro, and we, we have a pizza up. together, uh, play some pool, uh, have some fun. Uh, because that's really, <laughs> that's really, that's really what I get from what I get from you, Ben, is that uh, the advice I would say that if I had to interpret for you is to live your life. Don't uh, don't don't yeah. be a passenger in this life. Uh, you know, get in the drive, pick up. You know, get in the driver's seat every now and then. It's fine. It's fun to be the passenger, but it's also fun to kind of drive your life. And especially with the fun, you know, I don't think anybody's just going to put you in the passenger seat. Take action to have some fun with these resources yeah. that you've accomplished, because that's really what, what life is all about. Yeah, give yourself gonna, a pat on the back you're gonna yeah. i'm gonna remember like if i of all things that would you say what would you remember about the visit the express the two visits you made there i say i remember going to that camaro for sure and i remember the pizza party <laughs> and that pool yeah. night where the pool night where uh oh, we shot we shot pool and things like that and we and ben yeah. put in some money to say who gets the winner and those are the kinds, <laughs> of, things I, those are the kinds of things i remember ben yeah. thank you so much for being an inspirational figure for other people and uh, definitely uh, you know Ben is uh, also a, a firm believer in Service Titan and to- people like Tom Howard he, he has a, a yeah. lot of great uh, mentors and things like that so uh, Ben uh, uh, definitely has an open heart so Ben thanks so much for being on this podcast I really appreciate yeah. everything you do for everybody.
1: Absolutely yeah I mean dial it in right sign up for Service MVP um, you know get all those things in place get good operations going um Al with Seven Power Contractors got that. Uh, like you said, Service Titans absolutely amazing. Always supporting the trades, um, but um, just love life, man. Just love it. So I'm out. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> have a great Have a great one. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you.